0: there and welcome to Therapy Talks. I'm your host, Anya Malda. I'm a licensed social worker and owner of Soulful Balance Therapy in Burlington, Ontario. Therapy Talks is a podcast dedicated to helping you find balance with your mental health, providing you with tips and tricks to manage some of life's challenges, and supporting you on your journey of mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It will address all things mental health-related, And my sincere hope is that through education and open discussion, we'll be helping to break down the stigma related to mental health issues one episode at a time. So, if you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe. And if you're feeling extra generous, I'd be grateful if you left a review, comment, or question. Okay, enough chit-chat. Let's do this. Listening to episode two of Therapy Talks. One of the number one issues my clients tell me they struggle with is anxiety. Depression may be the number one mental health issue among young adults, but anxiety, in my opinion, is a close second. Anxiety is often viewed in a negative light, but in reality, it's a really good thing. Historically, it has helped us on our course of survival. Anxiety triggers a fight, flight, or freeze response, and is what has helped us survive as a human species. The dictionary defines anxiety as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Ryan Ramsahoy about his journey with anxiety. Ryan is a jack-of-all-trades, by profession, he is an elementary school French teacher, but in his free time, he is a yoga instructor, dance teacher, and amateur crossfitter and powerlifter. He is the founder of the Golden Aura Project, which hosts pop-up yoga sessions meant to help others discover the importance of self-reflection. Join in while Ryan and I discuss his journey through anxiety and how he has learned to manage it by developing positive coping strategies. Thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in. And just a reminder, please press pause and take a moment to leave a review. This is a huge help to us as we continue to produce this show, put in tons of time and energy into providing you with the best guests, relevant topics, and information you find most helpful. Without further ado, let's get chatting about the Anxiety gremlin hey everyone thanks so much for joining me here with me today to talk about mental health and all things anxiety is ryan Ramsahoy. ryan is a teacher by day a crossfit champion in my mind and a yoga instructor by night um, So one of the number one issues that clients tend to come and seek me out for is because they have issues and struggles related to anxiety. Depression may be the number one mental health issue among young adults, but anxiety in my opinion is a close second. So the dictionary defines anxiety as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So prime example, this little podcast we're doing right now. Definitely anxiety-inducing for me. However, we're going to push through and definitely break down some of these stigmas related to anxiety. So anxiety is often viewed in a negative light. But in actuality, it's not all negative. In fact, it's actually a really good thing. So historically anxiety has really helped humanity on this course of survival Um, generally anxiety will trigger one of three responses in our bodies flight fight or freeze so when we talk about the flight response that's pretty self-explanatory it means we kind of book it out of there because we're not sticking around to find out what happens Um, when we talk about the freeze response this is typically where a lot of us get stuck right the anxiety becomes so overwhelming that we just completely freeze, we get stuck, um, and we're just consumed by this sense of fear and danger. And of course, the fight response is, okay, we see danger coming and we're going to respond. We're going to like, fists up, we're ready to fight this through. So that's kind of a, a general basic intro to anxiety itself. And I wanted Ryan I wanted you to jump in here and and let's just kind of get into things. I'm wondering if you feel comfortable, I'm wondering if you'd like to share with our audience a little bit about your mental health journey with anxiety.
1: Well, my anxiety all started in high school. Um, I went through a really depressive phase and it kind of linked in with my anxiety. I wasn't doing well in school, I wasn't getting anywhere that I wanted to go. So I felt stuck and I kind of gave up on everything. And that's what kind of led to the depression. And luckily I was able to get myself out of that. And mental health is something that you don't just overcome and it's over with, but it comes back and you have to continue to fight. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, it did show up once again. And this time I decided to talk it out with a friend. They advised that I go see a doctor and the doctor basically said, yeah, you have anxiety. And these are some of the steps that you can take to
0: it's interesting, right? I mean, you and I, we've talked about mental health a ton. I mean, this is typically like Ryan and I, we do our CrossFit class together, and generally at the end of any given class, you can find the two of us kind of chit-chatting about all things mental health, really. Um, and so based on, on your experience, it sounds like when you were in high school, you were going through a really tough time. and. I'm wondering if at that point in time you were even aware of like were you able to label what it was that you were struggling with? Did you did you know that it was anxiety? Did you know that it was depression? Or was it just a really tough time in high school? And then later as an adult, that's when you kind of
1: I think out it was, was more on. so in retrospect. I think at the mm-hmm. time I just thought I was just going through a rough patch. This is what happens in high school, it's a big change, you know, you have to Deal with whatever comes your way. I was also in a spe- one of the specialty programs. I was in the IB program, mm. so I've been more pressure coming down on academics and doing well. Mm-hmm. So I think that all played a big factor in everything. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, this is the program. This is what you have to deal with. And mm-hmm. you know, you're not dealing with it well. So, you know, this isn't for you. Right.
0: Right. right. So then, as a young adult, you okay. experience another bump in the road. Yeah. And. Other challenges arise, and so you mentioned your friends suggest going to see a doctor because obviously things aren 't going well mm-hmm. um, and i 'm wondering what that was that was like for you i mean that 's often what we do right we People will often go to the doctor first and then they come to see me right mm-hmm. Well, my doctor told me this this might help um, so i 'm wondering if you can kind of go through maybe a little bit around. How you were feeling when you made that phone call when you made that appointment and actually met with the doctor i mean it's funny right we we have some kind of pain we have some kind of um, nagging physical ailment and it's easy to talk about we have something mentally or emotionally that's going on and somehow it seems to be a million times more difficult
1: oh yeah it was really hard to even make that first phone call to make the appointment Mm. Um, my friend at the time had to be on my case Mm. about did you call the doctor did you make your appointment and this went on for about a month before I decided okay you know what it's gone on too long you have to sit down and you have to talk to someone
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: have to seek help Mm -hmm. it's not good to be in the state that you're in anymore Mm -hmm. and making the call was hard to pick up the phone and dial those what is it seven numbers to the doctor and say i want to make an appointment you know i didn't even tell them what it was for i'm like i just want to see the doctor
2: mm-hmm. They're like when do
1: you want to come in i'm like as soon as possible really and even waiting in the waiting room that day and getting into the office i think i just blurted it out
2: mm-hmm.
1: i was just ready to get it off my chest and i'm like i think i have anxiety mm-hmm. and he was taken aback he pulled up my chart and records from high school at the time he's like yeah i haven't seen you since that long what's been going on and like how are you like, I don't like coming to the doctor. I don't like talking about what's going wrong with me, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone want, thinks that you're perfect. Everyone thinks that, you know, we have to be this spitting image of perfection at all times. So mm-hmm. to talk about the way that you're feeling, especially for a male, is really hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you touch on so many great points there, right? I mean, when you think about... Even just this day and age of social media, right? They're these perfectly curated lives that people put out there, and it's nothing but happy, perfect, you know, incredible moments that you think people are just, you know, going to be taken taken aback with and and want to be part of, right? Um, when the reality is that life can be really ugly sometimes, and life can be really tough. Um, And we're less inclined to really talk about those things openly, I think, in a public forum, um, maybe one-on-one with friends and so on, somebody like we're really tight with. But, you know, to basically put like a post out there on Instagram, you know, I'm having a really crappy day, things aren't going well. They're few and far between, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the other piece that you mentioned, just in terms of the difficulty um, and the amount of like Mental strength and fortitude it took to make that initial phone call. One of the things that I always respond with when I have clients reaching out to me um, Is like thanks for being so brave because it takes a lot of courage to send that email and say you know what? Things aren't going well. Something's not right, and I think I just need to talk it out I need to work it through with somebody that can guide me through this because like you mentioned it starts to become all-consuming and you just you don't even know what to do with yourself I think a lot of clients will describe to me this feeling of I just want to jump out of my skin you know it just this inner agitation um, and that you know that kind of dovetails into sort of my next question I'm wondering if you can tell me what it what it looks like and maybe what it feels like when you have anxiety
1: okay so for me it's a shortness of breath it's, I can't breathe I feel like the entire room is closing in on me and I can't move It I get cold sweats it's mm-hmm. like to, what I can't do anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: I feel stuck and like I have to a lot of times just talk myself through it it's going to be okay you know it's not as big of a deal as you're making it seem just breathe this too shall pass but it's it, like everything's being tight
0: mm-hmm. so you actually experience physical symptoms yeah. like the racing hearts sweaty palms like the whole nine yards yeah. and that's that's really common right um i think i think sometimes when people are struggling with anxiety and it's something that's maybe new or they you know haven't had any issues with it before it can be really frightening actually um and it can be just so uncomfortable that it's difficult to even Yeah, like you say, it's difficult to even breathe, let alone think about my next move, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I can appreciate that it, it definitely starts to take over and I think that that's the problem, right? What starts to happen is we give anxiety a bigger space than it deserves and once our ability to cope with that is less than or smaller than anxiety itself, that's when we run into trouble. And so for yourself, are you able to, you know, pinpoint maybe what your lowest point was in terms of where your anxiety was maybe just so debilitating or so big that, you know, you were just not sure how to proceed?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, So I obsess about the past and I obsess about the future. And about a year ago, it kind of took its form in the most like severe way. I just felt stuck in my work life, and my personal life. I felt like everyone was moving on without me and I was still left in the past. And all these people were accomplishing this, that, and the other, and I was just there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to accomplish anything else. I was just still doing what I've been doing for a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it started to get to me. I'm like, well, you know, you should have accomplished this by this time and you should have been able to do this already. And these people are getting engaged, you should be getting engaged. These people are having kids, you should be getting kids. Like, what, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you able to do these things? And then because I kept running that reel in my head about, by this point in your life, you need to have this done and that done and this, that, and the other, I started to get obsessed about it. Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't reaching those markers, I started to get more and more depressed. And because I was getting into that dark, scary place, I just shut down. I mm-hmm. wanted to end it all.
0: Mm -hmm. So your depression actually became pretty severe, I'd say. Um, And it was, yeah, things weren't great. Mm -hmm. And is that the point at which you decided to go to the doctor?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: It was at that point that one of my work colleagues was like, you're not yourself anymore.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, actually pulled me aside one day and we sat down for our entire, like, hour-long lunch, didn't eat. And she just tried to pry it out of me until I broke down in tears and, like, I'm not happy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. which is such a hard thing to admit right and such a hard thing to I think put voice to but amazing that your friend persevered and supported you in that way you know I think I think that's one of the biggest things that um, as a friend if you're seeing one of your other friends or peers struggling like that you know don't be afraid to talk about it that's a big part of you know reducing this stigma around mental health it is so common and then why are we so awkward and uncomfortable when it comes to talking about it, right? Um, I think it's important to support each other, for sure. I'm wondering, you know, when you were at your doctor's office, and of course this being one of the lowest points that you felt that you were at, um, how did you find someone that you felt like you could trust?
1: Well, I ended up just going to my family doctor. I didn't know where else to Mm turn. My friend, who I keep talking about, um was like just go see the family doctor. If at least just go get your blood work done. See if there's any chemical imbalance that's making this happen.
0: Right. right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm I just went to where I could go. I went to the doctor that I trusted and I've seen all my life. And I just went in there and I'm like, I think I have anxiety, I think there's something wrong with me.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So it was just the doctor that you went to see? And I, I'm wondering, this is, you know, total sidebar but I'm wondering in going to the doctor with sort of the outlook of okay let's get some blood work done and see if there's something maybe chemically going on that's causing this was there did that seem less intimidating to you did that seem like I don't know maybe less scary and a little more straightforward in terms of problem
1: solving yeah I think dumbing for the lack of a better term, dumbing it down Mm -hmm. and making it seem like, oh, this is just a regular doctor's checkup. You know, you go get blood work done all the time. Mm -hmm. You've had migraines and you suffer from anemia. This is just another thing to make sure everything's okay.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? So I think making it seem like an ordinary situation Mm -hmm. helped to get into that doctor's office and actually start that conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was one of the questions I was going to ask you is just, how is the stigma that's accompanied mental health Really affected your choices in that regard?
1: Oh, the stigma, especially within the West Indian community, is just get over it. Right. Right? Like, just be happy.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, what's wrong with you? You can just get over this. So, being able to get myself out of that mindset and take the first step in feeling better and doing something for me was really hard because I knew that if I went to talk to my parents or uncle, aunt, maybe even some cousins, they'd just be like, just get over it, there's nothing wrong with you, you can feel better, Mm -hmm. just make yourself happy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But anxiety and depression is just so much more than that, it's not a flip switch that you can just flip on and off, you have to go through and it's a continuous spectrum and you can flow from one end to the other so quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's another really great point that you're raising. You know, anxiety isn't something that you necessarily get over, right? It's something that you need to learn to deal with and work with and cope with. And, you know, from my perspective as a therapist, it's certainly about building those coping skills so that we shrink that anxiety. It's never going to go away. And in fact, I, I, you know, as a therapist, I would say, I don't want you to never feel anxiety again. It's an important emotion, you know? Um, it, it's crucial that you are able to sit with what you're feeling. The skill is in how you deal with it and what you choose to do with it. And so on your journey, how did you sort of dig into that? What was it that worked for you in terms of your anxiety And I mean, today, you're a teacher, you're functioning in your classroom, there's tons of stressors in your life. Um, How do you manage that anxiety on a day-to-day? And, you know, was there something specific that you sort of explored and found to help in that regard?
1: Well, I'll go back to that doctor's office visit. Sitting there, the first thing out of his mouth is, we can put you on medication. Mm -hmm. My like right away, I'm like, no, I don't want to be popping pills for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. That is not the option that I want. So then very quietly, he sat me down back because I kind of had that fight response and got up. and like, no, Mm -hmm. if that's your option for me right now, I'm out of here.
2: Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So he sat me down. He's like, okay, so then what is it in your life right now at this moment that gives you the, like, slightest bit of joy? And at the time, it was coming to the gym, doing my yoga, and, you know, just being happy here in that time. So he basically told me, continue to funnel your energy into that, right? Mm -hmm. If that ever takes over or becomes a chore, feels monotonous, monotonous, (laughs) um, then stop. Mm -hmm. Because then it'll continue to bring you back down, right? So thankfully, I was able to continue to pursue the gym and continue to pursue yoga at the time. I went into the yoga teacher training, and I was able to just continue to put my energy into stuff that was making me feel good. Mm -hmm. And through that, I was able to kind of uplift my spirits and see, okay, maybe you haven't accomplished ABC like someone else, but you've accomplished Mm DEF, right? Mm -hmm. So stopping comparing myself to someone else,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right? I have to start, I had to come into the mentality that you live your life for you. You cannot keep comparing Your life to someone else Mm -hmm. and you cannot keep taking other people's like projections and turning them into realities for them Mm -hmm. right you Mm -hmm. have to continue to do things that are going to better yourself Mm -hmm. so through Mm -hmm. that mentality and through that life change I have lost a lot of people in my life but looking back from where I am now did those people serve a purpose anymore
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's interesting right I mean Anxiety is such a big powerful thing and depression as well um, and, and I think what I hear you saying is that really I just kind of continued to drive my energy into those things that I knew were going to um, increase my sense of self-worth, my self-confidence and also um, like physiologically help to reduce the anxiety. And physiologically help to reduce sort of that angst that you were feeling inside and channel some of those thought processes that you were having. Um, I mean I see you killing it in our CrossFit class and then you go on to jujitsu and you know the list goes on. Oh yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, well, the send... whole thing is when I'm here my mind isn't focusing on that to-do list that we all have in the back of yes. our heads. Yeah. When I'm lifting my mind is on that lift. What do I need to correct so that I can lift heavier? Yeah. When I'm in jujitsu, it's a chess game, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to think about what your opponent's doing and how you can ca- counteract that. Mm-hmm. When we're in CrossFit, it's a, cro- it's a go, go, go kind of thing. So there's no mm-hmm. time for you to think. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can spend like five, six hours here because my mind is clear.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a, a form of meditation, right? Like it's a form of mindfulness, really. Being present, you're in the moment. Like you said, you're so focused on what you're doing that you can't really focus on anything else. Um, And I mean, studies have shown that any moderate amount of physical activity, it's going to help reduce the symptoms of anxiety and depression. That's why I'm a big proponent of, you know, when my clients come and see me, one of the big things that I try to encourage them to do is go outside for a walk with me, and we spend our hour walking and talking you know, I know that it's going to help in terms of their angst and their worry. And um, there's something also really cathartic about just simply walking, right? Um, so yeah, I, I love that you've found physical activity as a means of um, helping to manage that anxiety and those stress levels. I mean, the same for me. If I go, you know, three days without going to the gym, I can feel it, I start to sleep poor. Mm-hmm. You know my mind starts racing i'm i'm not as effective and on my game as i normally am and that those stress levels and anxiety levels start to increase for sure um i i'm wondering just i know we're getting close to the end of our time here but i'm just wondering if you can tell me you know in your experience how how have others reacted to your mental health and the choices you've made
1: well like i said through my mental health journey i have lost some people along the way Mm because they didn't quite understand the things that I was going through. They weren't ready to deal with someone who had mental health issues, right? Mm -hmm. But along the way, I have felt like met amazing people, you being one of them in our CrossFit community being another. Mm -hmm. But I've met so many people who are willing to listen, willing to lend a listening ear and hear what you have to say and help you through all that,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Mm -hmm. So you might lose some people, but you're going to gain people in your life that are there for you no matter what.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Do you regret any of?
0: Do you regret any of that? You know, like I guess what I'm trying to ask is, if you could go back and like remove your experience with anxiety and depression, would you do that?
1: If I could remove the anxiety and depression, I would do it in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. But to remove it to get back to where I was with those people or those things that I was dealing with and still be in that situation, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like my life has bettered because of my struggles with mental health.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? It's helped me become the person that I am today. And how do you
0: feel your understanding of your mental health has changed as a result of all the work you've done? All the work you've done on yourself, all the work you've done to manage your anxiety?
1: I think my understanding has helped a lot. It helped me to understand that like, no one is perfect. There's Mm -hmm. several other people out there that suffer just like you do, Mm -hmm. right? And you're not alone. There are people who go through this on a daily basis and are still fighting, and they might put on this perfect front for you, Mm -hmm. but on the inside, they're hurting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's not easy to open up and talk about your emotions and your feelings, right? And I think... You know, if we're going to start to sort of look at the stereotypes around it, I think particularly as a male as well. Um, and so, maybe just in closing, I'm wondering what's the best piece of advice that you can give to someone who might be suffering from anxiety?
1: For me, it would be find someone who you trust, who you can really open up with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it's a friend, a colleague, brother, sister, cousin, mm-hmm. someone who is going to be upfront with you. Mm-hmm. Right, and not just pamper and not just pamper and coddle you and sugarcoat the whole situation, right? But rather tell it to you like it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: You need someone to be blunt with you.
2: Mm-hmm. So if you're
1: going to open up and share your story or whatever it is, you need someone who's going to respond in a non-judgmental manner, but tell you that like, okay, so this is what I think.
2: Yeah.
1: And I know it might be hard for you to hear, but you need to hear it.
0: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And then I think also finding somebody who either can relate to your experience or can direct you down the right path, right? Somebody who recognizes that it's about increasing your toolbox in terms of coping with anxiety and how you can go about doing that. But you're absolutely right. I think it starts with finding somebody that you trust, somebody who is going to be non-judgmental um, and having that safe space to just openly discuss it and come up with some sort of problem solving techniques to
1: move forward, Oh, yeah, for sure, getting un- meeting someone who 's been through the same thing or understands the process of mental health mm-hmm. is really going to help the process right because mm-hmm. they 're going to be able to give you insight from where they 've been as well yeah, right
0: yeah, absolutely. Brian, I love our chats. I know we spend so much time, I think, after class connecting and, you know, talking about our day, but also talking about things that, you know, really impact um, not only us, but society and and people as a whole um, as it relates to mental health. And I really appreciate you taking the time today to come and be on the show and share your experience. I know it's really personal, uh, but for you to be able to open up and um, impact, even if it's just one of our listeners, I think is a really exciting and great thing
1: thank you for having me and i'm glad to share my story with anyone who's ready to listen
0: thanks ryan you've been listening to therapy talks with anya and thanks so much for tuning in if you love the show feel free to subscribe share it with a friend and or leave a review I'm a therapist who provides individual counseling to those struggling with anxiety, stress, relationship issues, or a general sense of overwhelm, amongst other things, because life can be tough. I also have a passion for working with those struggling with grief, particularly perinatal grief and infant loss. Really, it's just a fancy way of saying I'm dedicated to working with women and their partners who may be grieving a miscarriage, stillbirth, or pregnancy termination. Feel free to check out my website at soulfulbalance.ca or my Instagram account at soulful underscore balance to learn more about me and how I can help. Once there, you'll be able to sign up for my mailing list so that you can be the first to receive the latest updates, blog posts, and podcast episodes. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, may you be well.